Alcatraz, a.k.a. The Rock. During its nearly 30 years of operation, inmates put that reputation to the test, with a litany of escape attempts ranging from tame to outrageous, none of which were successful, except for one. You're listening to Casual History. Welcome to Casual History, everyone. Um, it's me, Jeff, and Jacob. We're back for another episode. That's right. And how are you, Jake? We always start this off this way. I'm good, man. I got a workout in today, and uh, it's been a good day. It's been a productive day. Yeah, feel good. That, that's that's nice. <laughs> I heard well, you did some running. <laughs> I did some running. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get back into um, my routine that I had previously before the winter. <laughs> man, you you ran a lot. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I got up like, to about six miles. Six miles was my peak. Wow, man. That's a lot of running, man. I don't know if I could do that yet. Like, I would have to work my yeah. way up for sure. Yeah, it's a process. It was, I couldn't do it. Like, I think today I ran two and a half. Nice. And I was beat by it, you know? Yeah, man. I, I get that. <laughs> Getting back into it. Um, yes. But you know people who did run, Jake? Who, and they who ran, ran a lot. <laughs> the inmates trying to escape Alcatraz. Yes. That's what we're talking about today. I've I've heard a little bit of this story. I watched the the History Channel version of this. So I'm excited so you know to it's deep true. dive. No. <laughs> yeah, so you know it's true. Every yeah. word of it. Um yeah. yeah, but I'm excited to hear your retelling and to discuss it and like talk about it cuz this is it's a very interesting and scary uh place. So it's going to be Yeah, fun. there's some fun things to talk about. Um obviously that the, the biggest point that I wanted to touch on was there was some new evidence back in 2018 oh. that's relatively new compared for this case about the most famous I would I think the I think is the most famous um, escape story from Alcatraz um, because okay. it was the only one that might be successful <laughs> right I say might because obviously you don't know. Well, maybe we do know. There's some evidence. Uh, there's something that happened that I will we'll put pull up at the end. Um, yeah, that'll be brand new for me. That might have shifted something that could. Uh, it, it's really interesting. We'll, we'll we'll hold off on that before we dive into okay. that. Okay. Uh, but what do you know about? Do you know you know the basics about Alcatraz? Has, have you seen the movie The Rock? You know. Oh, of course, With, I've seen The Rock. The um, Rock. What's is... the movie? Uh, who's the main guy in that? In do The Rock. Know? Oh yeah, gosh, the movie. you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me look I just bad remember. On the I think right I watched now. it when I was like 14. Yeah, man. And it had like f words every other. Line. <laughs> it's not Samuel L. Jackson, is it? Who is it? Who's in that? I don't know. I'm looking it up right now because I can is a see sin. it in my head. I know everybody is screaming at me right now. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the a, cast. I know that. I know the cast. It just takes place Dude. on Alcatraz, which is funny. <laughs> no, I love that. I look up. Um, the Rock, the, and of course, it's Dwayne. Yeah, you just see pictures of Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, his abs all over my screen. Uh, I mean, hey, listen, I look, I, I look that up every once in a while. You know, I need oh. some motivation. Oh, you know, okay, Jeffrey. All right. <laughs> okay, you do you, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Who, who's the cast? I'm, I'm trying to look up the movie. It's literally just showing all the discography. This is the problem with having a person who's the same name as a movie. It's because it's it's like even like the Rock movies. Like the Rock movie still shows up, Dwayne Rock Johnson. <laughs> you just gotta type in the Rock Alcatraz. So it's Sean Connery 
John Connery. Um, and uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's oh my right. god, dude. I gotta Harris. rewatch this. Oh yeah. Oh man. Jeffrey, you gotta watch this, this with me. Everybody who's listening right now has gotta all watch The Rock by the yeah. next episode of Casual History. So by next week. Yeah, and it was actually shot at Alcatraz, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not really what we're gonna be talking about today. Dude, do you have a good Sean Connery accent? I feel like No, Sean Connery. <laughs> that's I Oh, that's pretty good. R- Red October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm captain of the yes. SSS Red October. Oh my that's god, that's the one movie that sticks out. Sean Connery. That's that honestly not movies. That's not bad. That wasn't a bad one, dude. Oh, I forget about that bad. movie too. Sean Connery, man, what a character. Rest in peace, man. Dude was a baller. Dude is a baller. Um, but Alcatraz. Yes. So, so there's some some fun stories around Al- fun stories around Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, I don't, all the fun. Do you know anything about who was held there at one point? Actually, like there's some famous people. Yeah, I bet, but no, I can't name them. Okay, so I'll start off. I'll start us off here then. Right. Um, well, let me set the scene for those who don't. I, I'm gonna let's say that some people don't know what Alcatraz is. Yeah. Um, and we'll just start there. The clink. The clink. <laughs> it, it is a prison. Um, yes. but it was in the middle of San Francisco Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was dubbed AKA the Rock, and it held captives essentially since the Civil War, but it was in 1930. 1930- 1934, excuse me, that the high point of a major war on crime happened and that Alcatraz was refortified into the world's most secure prison at the time. Hmm. Um, and its eventual inmates included dangerous public enemies like Al Capone. Oh. Um, being one. Uh, yes, yeah, Scarface. You know, we, we had a... Heck yeah. We had a, a podcast about We did do a whole Capone. podcast on him. Um, George Machine Gun Kelly, not the... Not not the singer. Not the pop punk <laughs> star now. I don't <laughs> This guy was a way different character. Um and then like uh 70s Boston mob boss James uh Bolger. Oh, you yeah. know Whitey Bolger. Whitey you know? Bolger. That's it. Yep. Um he was there at one point. Didn't they find um, him late? Am I wrong on that? Not to get off on a tangent. I thought they found him late. What they found mean? him when he was an old man. Oh, with I literal don't know. like money in the walls, like they found the real Whitey Bulger. I don't know if if someone. Okay, see. Oh wait, no, I saw the movie. That's with um Johnny Depp. There's a movie yes. with Johnny Depp playing Whitey Bulger. But there was an actual article that I had seen about them finding someone who's who was a neighbor of this old man. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember. I, I'm gonna have to. Oh look it up. yes, 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 yes. I Where, know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, somehow they had figured out that their neighbor might be Whitey Bulger, right? Who got away, and yep. l- dude had money taped inside his walls. Um, How many people guns laying around? How many people do you think have money taped to the walls, like inside could, the walls? Yeah, like if you're just paranoid, do you just you know when cash yeah. was king, do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man, it's yeah. better than the mattress. I guess so. I wouldn't go punching um, in the wall for for you know your life savings. Well, I wanted to start with uh, like again because there's some famous people in Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to just there's some fun not fun stories, but there's some stories around like Al Capone um, and uh, do you know Birdman? Do you know uh, Birdman? Ooh, and by name, but like okay, no. so he was in this at one point as well. Um, but so for Capone, his an interesting excerpt was that. Essentially, he he was used to going into prisons and being kind of king of the town, right? Oh, yeah. Like he would be able to live in luxury in prisons, even if he went to prison, right? Because his name um, is so big, right? But until he basically went to Alcatraz, 
that was something interesting. I thought that they were so hard nosed that you know yeah. he couldn't he, he didn't have any sway. He couldn't get Alcatraz. by by his name. Honestly, yeah. um, from what I know about Alcatraz, now stop me if you're going to talk about any of this. Um, but I believe, um, I mean, tell me if I'm completely off base, but that Alcatraz was used as kind of a scapegoat prison to hold people um, and not have rights because technicalities between being on American soil. See, I don't, I don't, I didn't get into that politics side okay. of it. I, I, some of the stories that I pulled were definitely just about the escapes and the inmates. I didn't right. really dive into. I'm sure there's some fucked up sides of, yeah. of, of Please, the prison. Uh, if anybody listening to this podcast knows about more about that than I do, um, obviously I would love to do some more deep dive into that. But uh, yeah. yeah, that there was it was like a prison to hold people where they could get away with doing things to inmates that they couldn't yeah. do on American soil because they weren't technically on American soil. They were out in the middle on an island. Um yeah, but it's in San Francisco base. I'm not sure. Maybe, right. maybe not. Maybe I'm completely off base. Uh, no, no, it's, okay. it's all right. But. I mean, I'll have to look that up after. I didn't get into that um, when I was doing the pulling the research. But yeah. Um, but f- funny side note about Capone in Alcatraz, he started a band, a prison band. He what? He started a prison band in Alcatraz. Dude, this is the same man that I did a podcast on that yeah. was a part of a milk mafia, and then he yeah. had a had a band. What kind of music he play? I don't know, man. You play the banjo? What do you, blues, what do you play? man. I don't know. What do you, what do you play <laughs> when you're in the clink? You That's know? right. <laughs> I love when we keep calling it the clink. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know. That, that would be my assumption. Um, oh, man. You have to make another, up your own instruments. Probably. I mean, listen, these guys were creative. When we get into the escape plan of yeah. the three men that we're actually talking about on this podcast, they got creative, man. They got they were in kind of ingenious, honestly. I you know, only necessity breeds, uh, uh, you know, uh, genius. Like, is that yeah. the saying? Um, and they definitely made it work. I only remember one part of the story. And it had something to do with raincoats, and I won't say anything more, a part of the escape. Is that a part yeah. of the story? Yeah, that is part yes. of the story. Okay. Um, another fun excerpt is about um, uh, Robert Stroud, a.k.a. Birdman, yeah. of Alcatraz. And so there's a reason he got the name Birdman, and it was while he was in Alcatraz. So he was basically, if, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, was in and out of prison and then was in prison for about 30 years, right? Right. Um, often regula- regula- regulated um, to solitary confinement. He basically, at this point, became a self-taught ornithologist. Okay. Studying and drawing and breeding of canaries. And so his hobby became so consuming that Stroud was allowed to breed the birds and maintain a lab inside his cell. Wow. What? what? (laughs) Yeah. In this lab, Stroud- just breeding special birds? He authored two books on canaries and contributed to observational research that would later benefit the overall study of the bird. A.K. Birdman. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. By the time he came to Alcatraz in 1942, he was already known as the Birdman. Um, But in 1962, his fascinating story basically became the subject of a major motion picture. I don't know if you you know this. I didn't know this. In 1962, the uh, the movie was called Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm. It was released. Starring Hollywood star... Burt Lancaster. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Sad story though, Stroud was never permitted to see the movie. Oh, oh wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> Which ended up earning the actor a best actor Oscar nomination. Are you listen, if my if my <laughs> movie about my life yeah. somehow won some man an award, I'd demand yeah. to see this movie. He ended up dying the following year too in nineteen sixty three. Oh wow. 
Rest yeah. in peace. I, and also, I again, we can kind of jump around in this, but I have pulled some of the f- other escape attempts. Yeah. That spoiler alert were unsuccessful, right? Yes. Of Alcatraz, but. There's some interesting ones um, that I, I pulled that were from different years, right? They kind of led up to the big the big guy, uh, you know, the big um, heist. It's not a heist, but it feels like it would be a heist, you know? Right. Like there's spy music going along, going around was the, as they're stealing, um, you know, shanks and trying yeah. to whittle away at holes in the wall. I can um, only imagine the desperation because I really do think at the end of the day, like um, humans in hard places, like, good terrible humans one way or the other um feel like they need a purpose and so just mm. like birdman he found a way to have something to hold on to like maybe breeding his birds you know i feel like yeah. everybody has that so i can only imagine the desperation in these attempts to try to get I out i think you're an optimist i think we've already defined this yes i think we have the human soul <laughs> i think uh, you, I you think the better you think the better side of people um but the first is- attempt at escape in the prison was made in april of 1936 so okay. a few years before um the famous um three-man escape right it was made by joseph bowers um, and they had names, uh, so for every prisoner, so it was prisoner AZ210, 210, uh-huh. so kind of reduced a number, um, That's crazy. He was, who is assigned the duty of burning trash at the incinerator, right? right. So he was working, burning garbage at the island's incinerator during duty hours when he suddenly ran and began scaling the chain link fence, fence at the edge of the island, um, and basically, he was trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to make it to the shore. And What's when that he was guy caught, doing over there? <laughs> he was caught in that act and refused orders uh, of the correctional officer. Oh no! Um, and basically, uh, who was telling them to come down? He wouldn't, and he was shot. Um, seriously injured in the fall because when you shot and he's up about fifteen feet, fifty feet, yeah. on the fence, um, he died. Oh wow! But that was the first attempt wow. at escape from Alcatraz. Um, and it, the incident was termed uh, desperate escape and was variously deemed by inmates to have been an actual escape attempt right. or a deliberate suicide. They they kind of don't know because it's, it's pretty it's obvious. Like, what are you doing? You know, um, right. It's pretty in your face yeah. that you're trying to escape and you're taking the most easy route and like to know that there are guards there and everything else. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And so and so some of these kind of lead up to some of the theories around why these three men who we're going to talk about, I'm not yeah. just trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> lead you on here, but the three men we're going to talk about, some of these stories previously about previous attempts either can go for the case of, oh, look, this person did make it this far, so they could have made it this far, right? Right. And or... No, they couldn't do it, so this has got to be even harder, right? Ooh. Because these three guys are doing it. That's so, an interesting take. Right, so you can kind of take some of these attempts, and these are attempts because they all failed. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? you got to right. learn from the past. Um, but there was a, the one of the other attempts was from Theodore Cole and Ralph Rowe, so it was a two-man job. Um, they basically had gradually filed through iron bars in the prison's mat shop in the industry's building and escaped on a very foggy day. So it prevented them from being spotted by guards in the watchtowers at the time. Um, the two jumped into the water, uh, so they made it to the water, which is a big deal. The water, and itself. they were never seen again, though. Okay, mm-hmm. but the severe weather conditions at the time have led to a, a consensus that they drowned in the bay, and their bodies were sw- swept up by swept out to sea. Right. So, yeah. strong current. Right. So again, that's tough. A, par- a part of what makes Alcatraz uh, one of the toughest prisons ever. Yeah. 
Um, let's see here. What's another uh, good story here? So there's one that was a, a four-man job. And there's uh, Yeah, let's do this one. This one was dubbed. Um, so we're, we're, there's four men, Joe Crutzer, Sam Shockley, Arnold Kyle, and Lloyd Barkdale. What okay. a name. Um, they're working in the industries area when they jumped the guards. So their attempt was, okay, let's... Right. Let's mob them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's fight them. Let's uh, manpower this. So on du- they jumped the guards on duty and attempted to saw through window bars to reach to the shore. Um, the toolproof ba- bars foiled the attempt and they surrendered. Oh, wow. So like, it was pretty, like, again, there's you've tried muscle. You've tried sneaking out in the, yeah. in the when did we get to tunnels, fog at night. When we start getting know. the chiseling away with a <laughs> toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's I'll touch on one more. So the most violent escape attempt, oh okay, on Alcatraz occurred on May second, nineteen forty six. So just before what we're gonna get into, um, uh, when a failed attempt by six prisoners led to what's dubbed it's an actual thing on Wikipedia, the Battle of Alcatraz. Oh God, how far did they get? Uh, well, also known as Alcatraz Blastout, um, it was carried out by six prisoners. Um, I won't list their names because there's six of them. Um, but essentially they took control of the cell house by overpowering correctional officers and then were able to enter the weapons room. Oh, no. And obtain the keys to the recreation yard door. Their aim at this time was to escape by boat from the dock. Mm-hmm. But when they failed to obtain the keys to the outside door, they decided to battle it out. <laughs> and the so fight that ensued... Up. Yeah, there was a whole fight that happened, right? And so they managed to hold two correctional officers hostage, whom they eventually killed, Jacob, after two days. Oh, my God. Prompted by one of the prisoners and another prisoner, um, they shot the hostages at very close range. One of the guards, William Miller, succumbed to his injuries, while the second guard, Harold Stites, was also killed in the cell house by friendly fire from outside. So... Um, essentially at the end they returned to their cells and the other three that um, were insistent on fighting um, basically the US Marines intervened oh, to help the correctional officers and kill the three prisoners right. so yeah wow. um, apart from the guards and prisoners killed 17 other guards and one other prisoner were also injured um, the three of course died and then the other three that lived were tried for the killing of the correctional officers and essentially were sentenced to death through the gas chamber, an action which was carried out at San Quentin in December 1948. Oh my god. So there's some heavy stuff. That's some heavy shit, man. Yeah, listen, I know I mean, this is why we're here, I guess. This is a hardcore motherfucking place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's no joke. And so Again, you've tried the muscle. Like these people went to the extremes to try to get out, and were insistent on trying to leave. Right. Um, that makes me want to look up when. Um, when was that put into law that like executing people by the gas chamber ended? Like when was that? Stopped? I don't know, but I, I do know that San Quentin, of course, is you know infamous. Um, but I, I do. I can jump back a little bit. So for for maybe to paint a bit of a picture about Alcatraz. Um, it's surrounded by cold and rough waters of the Pacific. Um, as I mentioned in one of the previous escape attempts, there's a heavy current that mm-hmm. does run through. Um, when they redesigned it, they also included tougher iron bars, um, a series of strategically positioned guard towers, stricter rules, and a dozen checks a day. A dozen checks a day wow. of the prisoners. So escape 
really impossible. Yeah, it did seem pretty impossible. Yeah. Right? So to be able to pull it off would be a feat. And obviously, there's a reason why there's only one story that's legendary. It's legendary. Yeah. It's It was something that I remember reading about when I was a kid and seeing a TV show about. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so despite to kind of wrap that up, despite the odds from 1934 till the prison was closed in 1963, 36 men tried, 14 separate escapes, and basically all were caught or didn't survive. Right. <laughs> One way or the died other. trying. Yeah. Right. Um, also, except, just a follow up. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. About, no, no. Go for it. You're about to hit the punchline. Uh, no, That's I was going to okay. say uh, I looked up. It's in October 1994. It took that long to ban um, gas chambers. That the cyanide gas was cruel and unusual punishment, and wow. barred barred the state from using the method of execution. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. 1994. Oh wait, so. that was that was just for San Francisco. It looks like. Oh, is it state by state? Yeah, m- might be. Oh wow, that's wow. wild, dude. I didn't know that. That at all. feels too recent. Yeah. Like that should not have taken that long for that to be outlawed. Yeah. Wow. That's but Jacob, crazy. let let me let me throw this baseball up in the air. Yeah, do it. Okay. And and then we're gonna You got me, I'm ready. We're gonna, we're gonna tee it up, okay? All right. June twelfth, nineteen sixty two. The routine early morning bed check turned out to be anything but normal. <laughs> oh god. John Anglin Anglin, his brother Clarence, and Frank Morris. In their beds, they looked they were sound asleep, Jake. They were they were there. The, they the make routine, it was dummies. normal. But until they saw... What? <laughs> yeah. There was dummy heads made of plaster, flesh tone paint, and real human hair fooled the night guards. Oh my God. Wait, and wait. When, when they figured this out and realized they weren't in their beds, the prison went into complete lockdown. Holy shit. And now no. we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. That is wild, dude. <laughs> that is fucking... I'm just getting my mind wrapped around. Okay, let's go to break while I get yeah. my head yeah. wrapped around that idea. <laughs> Holy smokes. We'll be back. And we're back. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, 12 checks a day. We've gone through this. 12 checks a day. That yep. means they're getting checked pretty much every hour on the hour right. while they're awake. Well, every other hour, yes. Right. Dude, 24 hours in a day. How do you <laughs> how do you make plaster versions of your face Listen, in prison exactly with no materials yeah. and enough human hair to stuff in it to make it look real? Yeah, they cut their own human hair out, I assume, and then uh, yeah. glued it, taped it to the, the what paint? What paint? There's photos have? of the of the the plaster heads. Dude, I have to look those up. That's wild. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna post it. Um, we should post that with a few other really interesting photos of the escape attempt. And yeah. so that was the setup, Jake. What okay. I do want to dive into is I ended up reading this whole FBI article where the FBI recount what their information was at the time. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of from that perspective, but there's some really interesting kind of overview of what they ended up doing when they found this. Right. So of course the night guard ended up, it slipped past them. It, it, it's assumed between Early morning, like I think the the time frame was basically basically like four a.m. to seven a.m. Right, like middle of the night. You know, you're you're not quite coherent. And if I was a night guard, man, I don't know how to do that job. Yeah, man, that's you. rough. You just go through and look at I don't know, 
like someone had to notice something was off <laughs> you know how do you notice like he that? wasn't he wasn't moving and or i don't know i Listen, really don't know if these guys had gone as far as making plaster like getting plaster i'm just thinking about even the materials like i couldn't make that right now not being in prison and be able to buy whatever i want yeah. i don't know how to make a plaster head like that's wild and for them to do that in a prison where they're constantly being watched and if you're a night guard yeah you see real human hair sticking out of a out of a cell you're not like walking into that cell yeah. at night you're just pacing yeah yeah, yeah that's that's it, crazy it, it's pretty intense um but there, there, so essentially the story goes i'm going to get into the meat of the story but the story goes that they vanished right Right. And so from the other perspective, from the FBI perspective, this is what they ended up like. There's a report on this saying our office in San Francisco set leads for offices nationwide to check any records of missing persons. Um, they also started to interview their relatives, right, of the three men who escaped um, wow. and compiled all of their identification records and asked boat operators in the bay to be on the lookout for debris. Um, within two days, a packet of letters sealed in rubber and related to the men were recovered. Um, later, some paddle-like pieces of wood and bits of rubber inner tube were found in the water. A homemade life vest was also discovered, oh. washed up on the um, Cron- Cronkite beach. Um, so across the other side? Yeah. And so extensive searches started, right? Yeah. Um, but they didn't turn up any other items or any men. <laughs> None of right. the three were ever found. Um but essentially, so again, there's some really cool photos that we're going to have to post because it shows the FBI evidence of uh, the letters, um, of the pieces of wood, of the the um, inflatable, the air, uh, air right. vest that they made, or the life jacket that they made. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, as the days went by, the FBI, the Coast Guard, the Bureau of Prison Authorities, and others began to find more evidence and piece together the ingenious escape plan okay so here's one thing you might not have known they were aided by a fourth plotter no who I did didn't make this. it out of his cell oh so some dude just helped them get out well he was attempting to go but he didn't um so i'll get into it but there, he essentially i think you had the, each of them had to um saw off their radiator like grate Mm-hmm. And you had to have it basically they're like you have to have it done by this time like you have to do it inches at a time Right, so it's a slow process. You can't do it without being noticed, right? One of the four didn't have it done in time. Oh So he wasn't able to go wasn't able to do it. Oh, man, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, that was, I thought that was a piece of wild So he had to say sayonara to his friends like dude. Yeah. I helped you make this one man left behind, you know, wow um, so, but from him and from other, again, some of the, the research and the, the, not the research, the, uh, the investigation, they were able to piece together the plan, um, and kind of the time frame and what ended up happening. But it's said that the group had begun laying plans the previous December when basically one of them come across, came across some old saw blades so oh. I don't know how you just come across them all old Dude. saw blades, but yeah. um, essentially using crude tools, including a homemade drill made from the motor of a broken vac- vacuum cleaner. Oh my God. The plotters each loosened the air vents, that's what it was, at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so the entire section of the wall could be removed. 
Yeah, so not even trying to get the metal off, just trying right. to go fully around that. Right, and so once through, they hid in the holes with whatever they could. A suitcase, a piece of cardboard, etc. They, 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 they were hiding in the walls, Jake. <laughs> Wait, when when the when they woke up and found out that they were not there, they were hiding. They could in the have wall? been hiding in the walls. So again, like yeah, no one I, knows for sure. No one knows for sure, but that's they do know that was the plan. Step one, dude. How terrified would you be? Right in a, in a hole. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Behind the cell was a common unguarded utility corridor. So once they were through. They made their way down this corridor and climbed to the roof of their cell block inside the building, where they set up a secret workshop. Jacob, this was done. Here's the thing: this is not them escaping right yeah. here. This is this is what they would do um, to set up for the escape. This was right. like the plan that they would, so they would go through the wall, go to their secret workshop. They would take turns keeping watch for the guards in the evening before the last count. Um, and it's essentially, they use a crude constructed periscope um, for the lookout. And there's a photo of that. Wow. <laughs> like, these, they did it they all out. They built everything. Um, they used a variety of stolen and donated materials to build and hide what they needed to escape. So, more than 50 raincoats. So, again, I'm assuming, like, you're part of Alcatraz. Everyone knows you're not getting out. Some crazy people are like, I'm going to try to get out. You're like, all right, have my raincoat. You know? Yeah, good luck, dude. Good luck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Godspeed. Um, and so, again, that's why they use the word donated. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because that, that just means other inmates were giving them. <laughs> yeah, they were coats. just like, good luck, man. You um, can use my coat if you want. That's fine. Yeah. So, it ended up 50 raincoats that they stole or gathered were turned into a makeshift life preserver. Right. Um, and a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft. The seams were carefully stitched together and vulcanized by the hot steam pipes in the prison. The idea came from magazines that were found in the prisoner's cell. So, I mean, I just, I'll take a step, a breath there. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> like, the steps, the uh, ingenuity. Dude, the, they were living this life. Like, imagine doing that for a every year. Day. Like, you, imagine how confident you'd get. If you had to like, set yourself up for it, you know? Yeah. Imagine, but like, imagine how confident you get. You have successfully literally burled out of your cell, created a separate space that no one knows. All the guards don't know. Secret you are building workshop, things yeah. from scratch that work. <laughs> yeah. That fucking work. Built different, man. Built yeah. different. So all these people were living this for like a full year before they actually decided to go ahead with this. So yeah, it you looks can like imagine they started the in December. Like, I would be so confident if I was living that for a full year. I would get, like, complacent and, like, all right, well, we can get away with this. We've been getting away this, like, for a full year. Yeah, they had to be on their on their shit, man. Yeah. They, they, like, one mess up and you're, like, one yeah. slip up and the guard comes back at a different time than the, you know, the lookout. For that period of time they were leading up to the escape, it's over. Jeffrey, do you think you could be that sneaky? Oh yeah, for a full year. A oh, full, yeah. I'm talking a full year. Oh no yes. one even sniffs. But like, but this is also not a person like bugging you. You know uh, what? Twelve hours a day, twelve yeah. checks a day. I say yes, but Dude, I would. I'd break. A hundred percent. I see. You know, there's a couple MythBusters episodes that got me into about like you're a kid and you start thinking, how can I escape prison? <laughs> You know, you kind of start yeah. thinking about. Did you ever think that about that? Dude, I don't always. Know. Maybe I, I was a weird kid. No, we were we were both weird kids, man. We we used. To, I I 
we'd talk back and forth about like crazy ideas and like inventions and stuff we try to come yeah. up with and like yeah what would you do in these crazy scenarios so no yeah. i feel like i feel like that's a common thing yeah well I, these guys invented a lot they had to really put together the the pieces so yeah even the um the wooden paddles uh, they built, of course, themselves. They built the wooden paddles and converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. So, again, they thought of everything, obviously, because you have to. You have to have a raft that's full right. of air. They ended up building what was needed there. Um, and at the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. So when while they were doing all of this and getting the supplies and the piece-by-piece piece process, they were trying to figure out the best way out of the building. Um, since the ceiling was a good 30 feet high... Um, they thought that uh, using the pipes, basically they used the pipes. So there was a network of, network of pipes that they climbed up and eventually pried open um, uh, the ventilator at the very top of this shaft. And essentially they kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bolt out of soap. <laughs> Jeez. So, so they, I, if, if I looked at the photos correctly, they shimmied up the, the pipes to the top uh air vent and loosened it put in fake bolts made out of soap so that way it would stay in place but then right. when they needed to go it just pops right open wow brilliant uh, yeah i need to know the background of these guys i know you it probably doesn't have anything about that in the fbi stuff but like were any of these people engineers were any of these people like i don't ever I, have I, hobbies like this you build the stuff hobby. in their spare time <laughs> wait here, here's the thing you we i just mentioned too that they ended up finding where the inspiration came for the um, the raft, and that was, was all in from, prison from the, a magazine. Yeah. So like, it sounds like they just men with time on their hands. What? Yeah. What do you do? You know. Wow. You obsess over escaping, and they took the time with it. It sounded like. Yeah. Um, but on the evening of June, so from December to June, they were working on all of this. Um, on June 11th, so a few days before your birthday, yeah, um, they were ready to go. The prison informant, though, did not have his ventilator grill completely removed. So that's the fourth, right, the um, fourth guy, member, and was left behind. Wow. The others, three others, got into the corridor, gathered their gear, climbed up and out through the ventilator, got onto the prison roof, then they shimmied down the bakery smokestack. At the rear of the cell house, climbed over the fence, and snuck into the northeast shore of the island and launched the raft. Wow. What, thus it, commences. This, was, this in the middle the of the escape. night? Yeah. So this happened, yeah, you're right, because you told me between, like, what, uh, 3 and 7 Yeah, it's, estim- it's guesstimated based, I think, on the, uh, from the first, like, from the checks, they were able to establish a time frame, right, yeah, of, who noticed that they were actually there. And then end up by the time they found out that they weren't there, that's the period of time that we have. Right. Um, but we wow. do know that this was the path they took to get out. Um, so what happens next remains a mystery. Did right. they make it across the bay? Did they get to Angel Island and then cross Raccoon Strait into Marin County as planned? Or did the wind and waves topple the craft and were they sent into... Um, the water and swept out to sea, right? That's the the theory, again, kind of based on some of the past attempts. And, again, I don't know if it's, like, reputation where if you're on the prison, of course, you want to try to establish, like, 
you couldn't get out if you wanted to. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you have a reputation no matter what to you keep. did. So I don't know, but essentially it stays a mystery. But people have gone to great lengths to try to prove that they could have survived, right? Right. And again, some of those shows like the Mythbusters and History Channel have done really great episodes on kind of breaking down the attempt and what it would need and what would the conditions need to be for them to actually make it. Um, So the first one being crossing the bay was, of course, that's a really big step. Um, And we do know that people have made the mile-long swim from Alcatraz to Angel Island. But with the strong currents of frigid bay water, the odds were low, but yeah. not impossible. Um, it was, of course, the odds just make it. I mean, odds are odds. You know, they're. Yeah. It sounds tough. And what's um, like? What's the odds of a homemade raft not letting in water? Like, right. And that rough, like it's pitch black. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, rough waters. You don't know where you're going. You're just letting the wa- current take you. Um, and a homemade thing, just hoping it holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the the next step, right? Let's say they successfully got off of the island, um, off of Alcatraz. Um, the land, right? The plan, according to the other prison informant, was to steal clothes in the car once on land. But there was never um, uncovered any thefts around uh-huh. um, the area, um, despite the high-profile nature of the case. Um then, of course, the third aspect being family ties. If this escapes, escapees had help after the fact, right, would um, would they haven't been able to substantiate it, essentially. Right, so um, no one's corroborated that they've helped them or that anybody was, you know, it, by the plan that they know of. Right. Right. And it also appeared unlikely um, to even have the financial means to provide any real support. So of the three three men that escaped... The families weren't well off, so it didn't seem, it didn't really make sense that they would get support from them, whether it be like, hey, here, take my car, you know, and right. like run away. Um, so again, that didn't really line up. But there's an interesting piece of information that came out recently, um, right? So it's, I think it's about 56 years later. No. what? How many years is that? I guess it's, it's around there. But yeah. to this day, basically, Frank Morris... Clarence Angelin and John Angelin remain the only people who have escaped Alcatraz and never been found. Yeah. Um, but we can kind of wrap this up on this piece of information, which is wild. Yeah. In a newly surfaced letter sent to San Francisco police in 2013. Oh, wow. Recent. A man claiming to be one of the escapees came forward. Said, said that all three of the prisoners survived the attempt, but that he was the only one still living. Oh, wow. And he says, and here's the, I'm going to read the letter, handwritten letter. Yeah, dude, do it. That's amazing. He says, my name is John Angelin. I escaped from Alcatraz on June 12th, 1962, or June 11th, 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. And yes, we all made it that night, but barely. The letter claimed that Morris died in 2008 and that Clarence Angelin died in 2011. Um, the note continued that, and it, this is in quotes. If you announce on TV that I will be promised to first go to jail for no more than one year and get medical attention, I will I will write back to let you know exactly where I am. This is not a joke. Oh, wow. So from that letter, yeah, from claiming to be John, uh, he's saying that he has cancer um, or he's in bad shape, that he needs yeah. medical attention. Obviously, you can't. <laughs> you can't go. 
because right. you have nothing, right? Unless he's somehow been able to figure out how to get a fake ID, passport, or if you've just been living off of. I feel like it'd be relatively easier to live with no ID. And you think so? Ba- back in the sixties and seventies oh, and eighties, yeah, man. Back then, for sure. Like you know, live his way through. And might obviously, I think it probably started to get tougher. But maybe from his seventies on, he never saw medical attention. You know, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where they had to have, um, you know, probably yeah. a proof of how do you know he had cancer then? That's what he says here. I think it says right. right? Um, let me see. Oh no, didn't, maybe it doesn't say cancer, does it? It just says he's in bad shape and needs medical attention. So Got not it. cancer. It just says he's in bad shape. So he knew he was his health was failing. So they've been just living off the grid, like completely just being all about that lifestyle and this and the other two dying and him just being the last one. He's just like, Look, I'm gonna throw a Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to prison for one year. Yeah. If I'll get medical attention. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, right. And so from that letter, according to the agency, the FBI, um, the letter was submitted um, for forensic handwriting analysis and comparing it to samples from all three escapes, and the results were inconclusive. But also, like, you're 86. Yeah, how's your you handwriting? <laughs> My handwriting's not going to be the same as right now. I don't right think it now. will be. It um, will not. But that's, that's the reason why it came back inconclusive. Inconclusive. It didn't prove nor deny that this could have been real. Wow. And nothing really happened with it. They didn't do anything. Um, so they never rel- wrote back to him? No. Relatives of John and Clarence Angelin firmly believe that they survived their escape. At least four members of the Angelin family, including two nephews and a sister, spoke to the San Francisco Chronicle in 2013 after this, furnishing what they said was evidence that the men were alive, including a Christmas card. The family received in 1962, right after the escape the same year, that read, and this is the only one they got, that read, To Mother from John, Merry Christmas. That's it. So the only man that also wrote that had a shred of evidence to at least say, hey, I'm alive in 1962. You won't right. ever see me to again, take that but I'm chance. alive. And then he's also the same man, John, that supposedly wrote this letter saying this. So it almost like it makes sense. It does. <laughs> it kinda, that kinda is wild. Sense. I had not heard of that. That is yeah. nuts. I, see, I didn't um, know about the update about anything. I, yeah. It was left inconclusive. I just remember vividly um, them talking about like uh, – the little remains that they had of the life raft and they predicted that it went down, that it sank, it fell apart while in the water. But let's say it went down halfway through, they swim the other half, you know, we do know that it's possible to swim the mile, you know? Um, so maybe they, and he says just barely in the letter, if this is really John, right. He's 86. He said they just barely survived. So I'm sure it wasn't easy, but I don't know. It sounds like they made it from that, um, uh, perspective. Can we but, just talk about how how many cool stories end on like someone on their deathbed finally admitting to like these huge like yeah. crimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. I nuts. mean, I wonder what kind of lives they lived afterward if they survived because you almost have to resort to a life of crime. I would assume. Like, how hmm. do you? Maybe how would you? Let's say you started in the world with no identity. Yeah. No paperwork. No money. Wow. Do you do you have to steal to get going? Like I don't know. I don't know how that work. I don't know how that would work. Honestly, I'm just trying to think. In the '60s, I mean, like that is definitely a completely different time. And like, do you think mines- someone could just walk into a movie store and goes, "Hey, I need a job in the, the dude blockbusters"? Mines- like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> blockbuster in the '60s. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I'm you know what I'm saying? Tra- <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. But like, the mindset is different. You're right. Like, it's very. That's how I picture it. Again, maybe that's just my romanticized version of the '60s. 
but I imagine it's, it was less like it wasn't like now the internet didn't exist. Um, there weren't people tracking your every single move. Um, you could, you could kind of move around and kind of get by on people. Like also people's view on strangers have drastically changed. They and could uh, hitchhike probably they would probably, they would be acceptable to hitchhike, right? Cause in yeah. California, early sixties, Hippies probably galore starting, you know, and that starting yeah. to happen around. The, I don't know. <laughs> you could probably I don't know. You could but that's probably my get assumption. by. You could probably get assumption. by on people's like kindness back then for strangers. That is not as much there now. Like it seems you know, possible. You're right. It definitely. I like seems to believe like they made possible. it out. Well, then I've heard stories of even re- more recent, like from other podcasts and other storytellers on YouTube that I listen to about like um, someone hearing about. Uh, like the the tension with Russia, um, back in the day and the Cold War happening, and so they just decided to completely go off grid. And he hadn't seen a person for like, you know, twenty five years. Right. Like he literally just one day went, "I'm going into the woods. I'm not going to see anybody. I'm not connected to anything." And he lived for the full like time, like for a long yeah. period of time. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's implausible at all. First, but the the willpower. Yeah. To not go back to see your loved ones, the willpower not to uh, reach out to your friends. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. And their friends were good good at keeping quiet. Um, And I mean, ain't no snitch. You know, if you sent me a letter (laughs) saying like, hey, I escaped off the grid, you know, I won't talk to you in years. I'd be like, all right, noted. Burn, burn it and, you know, live, you know. (laughs) The FBI are now listening to our podcast. If I'm being honest with you, I (laughs) probably might be the one to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where Jacob is. Plays podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I would burn it, and I wouldn't tell anybody. Well, they wouldn't be able to get it out of me legally, you know. I mean, what are they gonna it. do? You know, I, unless I mean, you did something horrific, they probably wouldn't torture me. So I don't know, man. You know, I'd I'd take it to my grave. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Just so, so you, I think the question, yeah, uh, that we should put for everyone who's listening, if you've made it this far, forty-five minutes in. First off, thank you. Yeah. Second off. Um, we're going to put up a question if you're listening on Spotify. Do you think they escaped? And if so, if you have some information and or a cool article or a piece of info that maybe we missed that maybe makes you think yes or no, um, send it our way. Also, I've got another call to action here, just real quick. What was your your favorite, imaginative, most crazy idea as a kid for escaping, like, a prison? If you had those thoughts like we did and were, like, those creative kids... Oh, I thought you were asking me. And no, like, not, uh, not you. <laughs> not you on the spot. But I mean, like anybody listening, uh, if you had any crazy ideas as a kid for like escaping or like escape, you know, doing that sort of thing, uh, it'd be really interesting to hear those stories as well. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, you wanted to hear. You just want ideas for when you I do prison. Oh wow! What <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jake. If you're going to be escaping from prison, so you're going to need to go through no the process. No snitch, my gonna, ass. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm saying for that to even take place, you're going to need to get in prison. You're right. going to need to escape from prison, and then they're going to need to come looking for me. <laughs> you know what that's I mean? A lot to so, happen, man. So that has to happen. So that's why I think you're you're just you know you're fishing for ideas. Wow, that's wild. Um, but that's my podcast. Know? That's the story for today. I hope everybody who listened enjoyed, learned something, had some fun. Um, yeah. We uh, sorry, apologies. We're a day late. Uh, things got uh, came up, just couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but we're on a Tuesday. You know, Tuesdays are good. Yeah, Tuesday podcast. You know, not not too bad for being a Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll be posting every week. You can find us on Casual X History um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's right. Um, and we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. That's all for us. Bye. Bye.